0: Hello, this is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 64 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Good Table, Bad Table because it's all about tabletop role-playing games this week. That's all I did. I mean, not all I did, but what I focused on. So before we get into that, let me do the intro. Uh, remember, this uh, episode will hit my website www.gamingwithgrief at Monday morning at 7 a.m. You can go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the episode. Uh, you can also drop me an email, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Uh, you can let me know what you think of the show, like it, let me know uh, you know, how I can improve, stuff like that. If you got a question, I'll read it over the show, um, just normal stuff, and also find me on iTunes. Um, you can go there, subscribe to the show, it's called the Gaming with Grief Podcast with Joseph Carlson. Uh, like, subscribe, share, uh, let people know what you think of the show, rate me, uh, give me one stars if you think I'm one stars, five out of five, just be honest. Uh, yeah so that's the intro so let's just get into it so this week uh, my wife and I did a lot and with um, my family I did a lot of pen and paper stuff first thing my wife and I tried was a board game called near and far that came out a few years ago Um, it's in a big box it was like 80 bucks for the game we wanted to play more board games so I bought it last Christmas and we just hadn't touched it so I figured you know we should really uh, play this game that we hadn't touched in a while Um, and it was frustrating for both of us Because when you open the rule uh, book, the fourth rule of the rule book is read the rules. Uh, Yeah, I thought that would have been rule number one. So yeah, it was kind of a rude surprise to see that um, we had to watch another YouTube video, which is really informative. We watched a couple of them. And uh, some gentlemen on there helped us set the board up, kind of go over the basic rules. But it took about 45 minutes just to pop out all the cardboard pieces, get all the bags of things open so we knew what we were dealing with, a description of each of the pieces. Um, It was just something that was really frustrating because if you ever played new board games, there's a lot of pieces. Uh, You have to figure out the rules. Um, Again, I just have to state this. I don't think rule number four of your rule book should be read the rules. I think it was rule number two that said play the game. I don't know how to play the game. I'm reading the rules to play the game. So my wife and I were really frustrated. I think she said it best when she said, this is like a a math problem, a word problem in school, and I don't like this at all. And I was kind of with her. So we're gonna give it another shot because the video we watched just basically showed us how to set the board up. And that took about 40 or 45 minutes. We were slow, we are learning the game, and we were just getting really frustrated. So I think maybe now that we know how to set the board up, we'll probably take some time next week, sit down and play the game, and I'll let you know Uh, What I think of that, there's four different modes in the game. We were just playing the most basic, easy mode that they tell you to play to get used to the rules. Uh, So I'll let you know how that goes. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know how that goes next week. Uh, The other thing that I did, pen and paper wise, was we did the epilogue stories for the Dragon Age Origins or the Dragon Age pen and paper game that I've been playing. It was published by Green Ronin several years ago. Uh, players, the P- player characters actually got back to me, said, here's when I have time to do the stuff. Uh, one of the guys, the mage in the group, um, a family member of mine, uh, we got and we did a little epilogue. It was really fun. He had a good time. Uh, I went to eat dinner, though, so we didn't completely finish the epilogue. Uh, we have to get tomorrow, we have to get on to like finish the kind of exposition stuff kind of at the end. Uh, the wrap-up as it were. Um, Seemed to have a good time. It was weird getting back into it uh, right away, which is something that um, I haven't played in a long time, so just looking at the rules again and things like that, I had a rough idea of what I wanted to do. Um, And it was fun, he seemed to have a good time. He made some of his rolls. We're doing it through Roll20, which is an online program that you can play for free. So I recommend people go out there and check that if you're trying to socially distance and play role-playing games. Um, it's a good way to just say hey uh, I want to play but I don't want to be around people right now Um, I found out lately on a sidebar that the local game shop uh, that I go to every once in a while has opened back up obviously they've cleaned everything you have to wear masks it says no mask no service so I went in there I bought some maps for another game that'll be talking about pretty soon but it's nice to see a couple of businesses open Uh, you know I wasn't there long I was there maybe 15 minutes everybody was wearing a mask Uh, Everybody was really nice, Um, so that's a good thing to see. Uh, We had a good uh, thing with the Dragon Age. Um, Again, my family member had a soundboard on his um, Roll 20 call, so he failed a roll. He was able to sound like it was the failure from Price is Right, uh, the horn that fails. Um, He also did the Final Fantasy 14, or the Final Fantasy music for success. That sounded pretty amazing. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is when we're completely done with the epilogues and we've set up the story, then I believe I'm going to try to have um, the people on the show that were in the campaign because we literally played for about six or eight months. Uh, it was over a year because we met every two weeks. So I really want to get their input, you know, how I can improve, uh, things that they like, things that they didn't like. And uh, one of the complaints I heard from the guy is he wanted us I didn't want to kill any of the players. I felt like it was kind of a Lord of the Rings thing where I wanted to tell like this epic story that literally lasted a year, uh, and I think because of that, it was a little bit on the easy mode of the campaign. So I'm I'm ready for that criticism. One, it was like the first time one of the players that same player had ever played, so I didn't want it to be overly punishing. But I could see from another perspective where you want it to be. He was challenged, I think, towards the end because I kind of heard his complaints like halfway through the campaign and I tried to ratchet everything back up. Um, But I think at that point, hopefully it didn't seem too contrived or anything. But we'll probably get into that. I know one of the guys is close by, a friend of mine. Um, You know, We've seen each other, we've worn masks. I'll probably see if he'll come over uh, wearing a mask or maybe I'll try to get it online because um, I hear you can do that nowadays through the power of the internet. I might figure out a way to record him live Like with a mic just uh, socially distancing and that would be really cool because then we could reach out to different people and the guests so i might try to hammer that out next week um or maybe after his epilogue so maybe in the next few weeks because i think next weekend two of the other two character player characters want to get their epilogue done so they'll be um available to do that and we'll maybe we'll do a big if i can figure out how to do it online uh we might have everybody on to, or I might do it a series of episodes where I have, you know, each person on, and then maybe we'll all come together to talk about, you know, hey, this was good, this was bad, um, things like that. So, I mean, I think it's good. It's good, kind of get back in the thing. But the thing I really want to talk about, well, before I get into what I really want to talk about, because my wife's going to be on the show. She played me, uh, played it. It was a pen and paper game uh, that we played together. So she doesn't play a lot of pen and paper, but she, I was really proud of her. She did a good job. She actually role-played her character. She, she said she had a good time, and she even asked me questions. Afterwards, about the campaign, so that's always a good sign when people ask you afterwards, like, hey, uh, what about this or that? You know, it means that they're interested, that they want to see where it goes. That part was really cool. But really quickly, there was one video game I got to play this week. Um, it was called Fall Guys. It's on the PS4, it's on PC. It is basically like Wipeout, the TV show, but in a video game form. You play these cute little pill shaped rubber men with um, men and women, or whatever they are, their pills that are made of rubber, they have arms and legs. You basically run these obstacle courses and I don't know how many there is because I'm only seen a handful. You start out with 60 of these little rubber pill guys You have eyes and a mouth, you try to run through the obstacle course if you get to the finish line, then you qualify for the next round, and it is hilarious. You get knocked around by fan blades. Again, you're made of rubber. Uh, They have inflatable things on the corners, so you get knocked all over these maps. Sometimes you get knocked off the map. People can hold and grab you and push you, so everybody's trying to get to the finish line at the same time. I definitely recommend getting Fall Guys. If you have a PS4, it's free. It's on PlayStation Plus right now. It's on Steam on PC, it's about $20. My wife and I laughed maniacally playing the game, Um, and so I definitely recommend. uh, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter kind of light a fire for this game because people are trying to get that sweet, sweet crown the very last uh, qualifying round because they eliminate people by rounds. They tell you in the very beginning only 42 people out of the 60 can qualify for this round. You get to the next round, it'll say, okay, now 37 people can qualify. And they whittle it down until they get to, obviously, the last 20. The very last round, there's a crown in the center of the map or the end of the map. You have to go race, try to grab the crown. The problem is you do have a grab button, so you have to grab the crown. And so a lot of people have went to reach for it only to not hit the grab button. I've seen many videos of that online, and it is amazing to me that people uh, just didn't grab the crown. Uh, it's heartbreak and it's amazing all at the same time uh, I just have to give a quick shout out Fall Guys check it out it's on PS4 right now um, it is uh, free if you have PlayStation Plus um, you can download for free or go on Steam it's 20 bucks check it out um, you know let me know what you think like I said like drop a comment on that stuff let me know what you think of these games again I'm trying to get more email, uh, emails I think to people so because I haven't got a lot of emails from anybody um, yeah Anyway, uh, the last thing, I'm going to take a quick break. My wife's going to come in and we're going to talk about the very last, uh, the big thing that I want to talk about this week. It was a pen and paper role playing game called Legend of the Five Rings. I bought the beginner set for $30. It's a beginner box set for $30. So, right after the break, we're going to talk about that. Uh, I ran the campaign and she played. So, stick with this. Uh, We'll be right back.
1: Hey! Hello! Hey, my wife's here.
0: Yeah, she's back. Yay! So this weekend, uh, actually today, on Sunday when we're recording this for about two hours, we both sat down and played the Legend of the Five Rings uh, beginner box set. Uh, Yeah, it was cool. Uh, It came out in 2018. It was published by Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, I'll be honest, I tried to research the company. I watched some walkthrough videos on how to play the game. The company... Played the game, some employees, about four employees sat down to play the game. It's really cool, it came out a few years ago, um, but researching the company lately, it seems like they're going through a lot of management changes and structural changes, so I'm hoping this game gets supported uh, for many years to come, but my wife played the game. What did you think of the game, baby? I liked
1: it a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, I got into it more as I got as we were playing, because as we know, that's how I learned better. Um, that's true, that's true. So I love being the phoenix
0: yeah, there's, there's four characters to start the set. You can either be a dragon clan monk, a warrior monk, a samurai, I think, with the lion clan, uh, a phoenix, uh, Shingu, something, basically a mage, or you can be a diplomat for like the crane clan or something. She chose the spellcaster, which I think is really weird. I thought she was going to pick the warrior. But uh, yeah, you seem to really like. Well, the, uh... I
1: think in my mind I wanted to be more of a warrior.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you were. Yeah. I the... mean,
1: you know. But stealth, stealthy yeah, warrior life. There
0: was definitely some moments where he said, "Can I sneak around?" And I said, "Well, I mean, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but it's going to be difficult." Uh, but you surprised me. You you use your spells kind of defensively. There was kind of some. I was really just trying to learn the rules. So I made you make some skill checks to kind of figure that out, and then you had one, one combat encounter, um, and you use your your spells defensively, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to be incredibly <laughs> offensive. You you don't you didn't really have a lot of offensive spells anyway, and uh, because the core rulebook in the set is very vague, mm-hmm. uh, they don't. You know, you were asking me questions like, "Can I do this and that?" and I said, oh, "I really don't know," but I. Do you like the fact that you enjoyed the campaign? Um, I guess that sounds like an e- e- egotistical thing to say. But, uh, you know, you said afterwards, like, we should do this again, which is always good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I don't think it's egotistical.
0: Well, no, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you don't know how people like things or whatever. But just the fact that you asked me questions afterwards and stuff like that.
1: I mean, was Well, like, oh, I, I got was into it. I think my character uh, likes to get a rise out of the other Right characters. There was there was so a. There's a lot of sarcastic back yeah, and forth moments there, uh, there. There was
0: a, a villain, basically, not too nefarious, nothing really bad. Oh uh,
1: no, she was kind of a jerk. Yeah, uh,
0: and but what I thought was funny was, yeah, you guys were kind of talking about how, well, how do you know? Well, you don't know me. Well, you don't know me, and uh, that was actually pretty funny. I
1: like that <laughs> yeah, well, thing. How know, do you like, know I won't kill yeah, you? Yeah,
0: you know, like, oh, that was you know, I, the the villain said I shot at you as a warning shot, and you know, you said no, it wasn't. Like, you kind of made fun of her. I could have killed you. Villain says, I could have killed you. Um... (laughs) But the fact that, do you still want to play that character or do you want yeah, to try Yeah, no, another? I like the character. Because yeah, there's the three other ones uh, that you can try. I
1: mean, I would like to explore the others at, at you know when I'm done with this one.
0: Right. I mean, it, it, it's like any character. If you you feel like you enjoy it, then you probably mm-hmm. want to use it for a while. And I said after this, since I bought the main book uh, from Drive-Thru RPG, they do digital sales. Uh, most of Fantasy Flight stuff's on there. So I bought the book digitally and now I'm kind of going through the main rules because... The rules in the beginner book are kind of, I mean, they're, they're they're it's just the basics on roles and things. There's no advancement. And so since you said you wanted to play, mm-hmm. when I reached out to some people in the group that we're playing the Dragon Age thing with, they said they maybe wanted to play. Uh, the family member I was playing with today said he's got another friend that also wants to play something, like another friend. And he said, oh, it could be a pretty big group, which kind of made me a little bit mm. worried. Well, you
1: like the smaller groups. Right,
0: because I talked to you today yeah. about the fact that you don't want... Uh, for me I don't want a big massive group. It's hard to keep people's attention. Mm-hmm. People are waiting. Mm-hmm. I I think that's what I think that's the thing I feel the worst about about telling a being a GM and telling a story is people waiting. Like I've been in groups where you've literally waited 60 to 90 minutes for your turn and even though you could be invested in the story, it's mm-hmm. very difficult to uh keep that level of um investment over, mm-hmm. you know, days and weeks and weeks. That's why with the Dragon Age thing, I think it was good because there was only three player char- two and then three player characters, so it didn't get too crazy. Mm-hmm. And you were surprised they did it with just you, which you can do solo. Yeah, I
1: thought that you had to do it with more than one person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's something I learned today.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and like I said, I when I read the description of your character, I thought, well, this person's obviously a jerk face. Um, but you played it uh, kind of more of a mediator which getting the main book kind of reading it, reading the main book's take on them, that's kind of how they deal with things. Is to be kind of a mediator. So. Well,
1: you know, I, that's why I played it that way.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You knew. What, yeah. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah, it was. It's fun. The rules. The one thing about Fantasy Flight, and I don't know you playing it for the first time, where the dice roll is difficult to figure out.
1: Yeah. 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 That. Yeah. That's still gonna take some getting.
0: Yeah, luckily they put the descriptions below those pre-made mm-hmm. characters so you can look at those and say, okay, so this is exactly what I have to do. But the problem with uh, Fantasy Flight, and I, I played the Star Wars RPG they did, they come up with their own dice and their own mm-hmm. symbols for things. And it and, and with Star Wars, there's probably like four or five separate dice. And then you have to build a pool of dice from this guy. So it, it gets very confusing about what each symbol means. Just rolling is a pain. But what mm-hmm. I like about... This, the Legend of the Five Rings, is it? there's only two dice and, what, five symbols?
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it
0: didn't feel as daunting to kind of wrap your head around that. It felt, like, manageable, which I think is good. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's why I wasn't overwhelmed as much as I would be with
0: Right. Because even people with Star Wars were, like, you know, guys that I had played with when we played that. I played with some of the people in the group years, and they were like, this is kind of unruly the amount of dice we have to because i had to buy extra dice yeah, because yeah. everybody you were there everybody was mm-hmm. getting dice and it gets frustrating it's and just, it's just
1: it's too many dice for
0: yeah and then below you have to read what each dice does and how yeah. many of this you have versus how many of that versus mm-hmm. take these away oh i have four of these and three of these so that negates three of these but then this other it, would, it just got too much yeah and I heard interviews with Fantasy Flight where they said, "Well, you know, this is to help role playing, you know." And it's but some is of it stuff, really helping it? Yeah, don't.
1: I mean, that's much. the question.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think it did. I don't think maybe it did.
1: some people enjoyed that. Well, there's a little S- bit of that in maybe this, like in maybe the, two people. Yeah, know. like
0: the the three customers <laughs> that are buying all the dice. Uh, I was one of them. I bought some extra dice, but I think with this, there is just enough for role playing. Where mm-hmm. which we didn't get into it too much because it was just a really quick campaign, but the employees of Fantasy Flight, they would say, like, if you got strife, which is a bad thing that can happen in combat, like, how are you dealing with this? And if you get too much strife, you have to do something to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They would ask the players, I would ask you, what what are you feeling right now? Why are you experiencing strife? And it goes the other way where you get an opportunity where it's like, what opportunity do you see in this combat situation? It's like, oh, I don't want to kill this person, I just want to incapacitate them Mm -hmm. silently, and that would be great if there was an opportunity to do that. It's like, well, you made enough checks, you can. And I think that's interesting, where it's more of a negotiation with the player, which it seemed like there was a little bit of that in Star Wars, the little bit of Star Wars I played, but this seems more of that. Mm -hmm. And then with the ring system, with uh, fire, water, earth... Void and Wind, I think was the other one. Mm-hmm. Air. Yeah. You get to select, I want to use air for this check. And you don't just want to use um, the same one every time. There's descriptions for what each element can do or the category it falls in. And one thing that we forgot to do in combat, which is a thing that I read, was you choose a stance based on an element at your combat turn, and that determines bonuses to your combat. So, like, if you pick air then you would get a bonus to attack people if you were in air stance. If they got uh, earth, then they would get a bonus to defense. Like there's all these things, void is kind of a weird category. Uh, it seems like it's a ninja category kind of. But if if you use a void stance, then if you receive strife, which is negative, you would negate that totally, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting thing. And so there's these negotiations you have to make while you're rolling. And some of the resources they have on their website are really neat. They have the session log, which I think is amazing. I don't know why companies don't do that more. I think uh, maybe they have. I, this is the first time I saw it. But the idea that you just write out, like I have notes for the campaigns, but this is like like player characters, setup, XP, like it's all kind of like laid out. And that's really good, I mm-hmm. think, to do that. And um, it was really good to keep it uh, straight, and I kept it because I want to keep a log of what we've been doing. So that was cool to do that. Um, and it's just easier to plan stuff like that, you know? So did you, you liked all that and everything? and?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it. I'm going to have to play more, obviously get into it more, but um, as a newbie.
0: It was a good. It yeah, was good. it was a
1: good experience. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's glad. I'm glad that you want to do more, because that means like we don't just put everything away. I, I pitched it, again, to some people that we've been playing with, and they're like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. So, I don't know. We just did something medieval, though, so I don't know if they'd want to do it. So, um, But yeah, it was I really would, good. I would su-
1: think they would. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, thumbs good. up, basically? Yeah,
1: some th- thumbs up. Yeah. I yeah. can't talk. Thumbs <laughs> up, people. So,
0: yeah, maybe in a week or so, we'll do something mm-hmm. else, and, and you can either play a different character or keep playing that. I'll
1: probably play the same one. Yeah,
0: you like her. And then probably after that i'll make you actually write up her stats on an actual character sheet because there'll be advancements and things like that maybe you'll get a new weapon or something i have to look at how they divide treasure and things like that so and, and xp and things like that so yeah all in all i think it was uh you know it was good it was you good, a good time. joe's
1: a really good uh, uh, dm
0: i mean legally she has to say that we have paperwork involved and <laughs> in what she could say um but yeah thanks baby um yeah, uh, anything else you wanted to add? What, what was something you didn't like about it that you thought, eh, or is it just all new to you? So it's like, just I don't all know.
1: new to me, really. I can't really point out anything in particular that I didn't like. Um, you know, just some parts are a little overwhelming as far as, like, uh, you know, just getting to learn the dice and how many you use with this and that. But, like I said, it'll just take a yeah, bit to Yeah, maybe a few more get, sessions, yeah, you know. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And, uh, so, yeah, the mistakes we made, I mean, we don't. we're like, oh, yeah, Well, this is the first time we ever play this, so obviously there's going to be some refinement. Well, Um, There's some cool resources actually in the beginner box, which I probably should talk about a little bit more what's in the box. You get four pre-made characters, you get a map, which I love maps, by the way. Any kind of fantasy setting where they're like, hey, there's a map. In fact, I bought two adventure modules for like 20 bucks and they both had maps in them and I kind of freaked out. Um, They also have uh, the rule book, which again is very sparse. They have an adventure book. Uh, in there and they have um, some cardboard cutouts, Some they're like the size of a quarter, mm-hmm. they're of different characters uh, she, her your char- all the characters that are the beginning characters have a little portrait so you can put them on a map and say you're here, you're here and you know exactly who you're talking about the other expansions I got have the same thing so there's more characters mm-hmm. you can have I got a bag, a dice bag that has a pouch inside so I put the dice inside the inside bag and then the outside bag inside bank long story short all the things going there i think that's really helpful the map is helpful to be able to plan out your trip the other uh, adventure modules i got have maps in them which will be very helpful learning more about the world it's basically like if you took japan and china and mashed them together uh the map in the main book is just basically the probably east part of the map if you get other expansions they blow that up you like the map? I think this I did. Yeah. I,
1: I like being able to visually see what I'm doing. There
0: is actually a cat clan, and I said, "Oh, you're part of the phoenix clan." So, like, there's this cat, this cat estate. That must be your guy. No, no, there's another cat clan, and each clan, just like ancient Japan, uh, well, not just like ancient Japan, but they would follow uh, an animal and uh, pray to a deity. Um, each of them have a different handle. So the phoenix people worship the phoenix have a symbol most of their clothes are red and they are magic users basically uh you know there's the unicorn clan which you do not like they're basically nomads even though they're samurai they've traveled a long time and they're pretty much samurai hippies from what i can read they kind of go along with the flow um and then anyway it's interesting and the lore is interesting there's also minor clans which i find very interesting where they don't have they don't have the resources the big clans do but they're kind of around and it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. for that and uh, it was yeah the world's kind of neat uh, so yeah it's I definitely recommend it I think the beginner box is like 30 bucks on their website um, like I said I bought it a year ago So I and I just figured actually I was playing Goats of Tsushima and I thought I should dip into this a little bit um, a guy, I got the samurai itch so <laughs> um, yeah anything else you want to mm. know? that's it
1: no I had a good time
0: yeah so we'll probably give you a report when we do it again probably in a week or so. Okay. Maybe next Sunday we'll do something mm-hmm. if you want to. Yeah. A couple hours. Yeah. I think the short ones are probably the best, the short campaign. you got
1: to travel somewhere now, right? So you, you have to go, go somewhere.
0: Uh, what I might do is give you some of the supplemental information because there's plans in the book of like, hey, where, wh- what are your plans for this character? Not like, so you can actually have an overall, you can really start thinking about like, where do I want this person to go? Mm-hmm. What do I want to... You're a little bit of a nomad right now, I think. So you probably want to find a teacher, I would think. You don't really. Yeah, have I it. need one. Yeah, you need a teacher. Yeah, my you other d- one's gone. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. He you died or something. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's about it. Is so. Nothing else to add. Nothing? No. Okay. Nothing else. Well, yeah, guys. So again, uh, just to wrap up, this will this episode will hit my website uh, Monday morning at seven a.m. Go to www.gamewithgrief.com. Go there. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff Leave a comment uh, Or go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com Drop me an email Again, let me know what you think of the show Let me know how I can improve, stuff like that And uh, last but not least uh, Subscribe to me just on iTunes I'm just on iTunes, sorry, I don't know anything about Android Or Spotify So go there, like, subscribe It's the Gaming With Green Podcast with Joseph Carlson Uh, Yeah So, have a good week, guys. Stay safe, and we'll see you next
1: week. Bye-bye.